Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well. Happy Spider-Man No Way Home premiere weekend. <laughs> I like the pause. How do I say this? Yeah, yeah. No spoilers, though. I hadn't seen it yet, so I didn't get a screener. We're not, you know, we're not that big time, but I would, I would have loved to have gotten a screener for that one, though. <laughs> really, you, Mister, the sanctity of the theater experience. No, no. I mean, like, like going to a theater. Like, I wish one of my theaters here locally had like. Cause I know some sometimes they do have um, screeners for for certain. For certain oh, yeah. like the press viewings. Yeah, the press viewing. Yeah, oh. press viewing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I've had, yeah, I've actually years ago, I actually, just by dump, I won tickets to, it was uh, funny enough, the Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie uh, screener when they had their feature film. And yeah, it was, it was the press, it was the press, presser one. And got credentials for it and it was I, I really really enjoyed it yeah I was totally listening to that as I spilt my tea on myself twice <laughs> <laughs> that kind of week for you <laughs> I, I, I know how to drink from a cup and yet here I am just spilling tea all over myself and it's yeah. just I mean, we're not even talking the flash yet, and here I go. But uh, yeah, yeah. I know you—you you made it very clear to me we are not allowed to talk about the flash until the end of the show. Yes. Clean <laughs> about momentum and enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't—I don't really know why, but yeah. um, before we get to the flash and Hawkeye, we do have a few news items. Yeah. Um, the first one is so funny to me because sometimes, well, I feel like, and I know there are people, I know, and I love you all who listen to our show, but sometimes I feel like people at CW listen to our show or somehow, like, understand what we're talking about. But maybe we get mixed mess, give mixed messages because this week it was announced that they are developing a TV show for Gotham Knights. Yes. Yes, Despite and. you and I talking about like how <laughs> <laughs> like the Batman overload, like we we've done this, we've seen mm-hmm. this all over the place. We get the mythos like Gotham went on for five seasons, but very few people liked it. Right. And, and yet and yet here we are just throwing another piece out there. And I And I know I get it. This is not necessarily about Bruce Wayne. It's these other characters, but we have Titans, and right. Titans are going through Gotham Knights like left and right. Totally, yeah, because the characters in Gotham Knights, Bat, oh, well, yeah, because we have Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, we have Robin, Nightwing, and and Red Hood, who are in the role playing game. And that's the other thing about this this um, Gotham Knights. So it's not based on the the video game, uh-huh. you know. It's, and it's not a spinoff of Batwoman because it is it is actually being created by members of the Batwoman creative team. Hmm. So so they made it very clear that uh, it's it's I'll, I'll just read from the um, article. Uh, 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 so wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to be connected to Batwoman at all. And yet nope. it's going to air on the CW. Right. Correct. Okay, this is when the multiverse doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah, and, and it's not tied to the game either. And so it's its own independent thing and independent characters. And and so far, they haven't revealed which knights will be in, in this series. I mean, obviously, it's still early, early development, but the little teaser in the article that I read from Deadline said, in the wake of Bruce Wayne's murder... Oh my God. Yeah, his rebellious adopted son, which I think I want to say that's Damien, if I recall, uh, uh, forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they are all framed for the killing the Cape Crusader. Okay, fascinating. I, I, you lost me when you made it very clear this is not connected by Bat to Batwoman, and yet they're both protecting the same city, and they both have a missing Bruce Wayne, either by death or by choice. Yeah. And they also are on a network that has over the past, I don't know, eight years developed like, Hey, we're going to have all these TV shows about in this genre. And not only that, but these characters are going to interact with each other. And it was a beautiful thing. And now they want nothing like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand it. You know, whatever. Yeah. I, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so I was, annoyed. Like I, I was already annoyed with this headline, and then when you brought that up, I'm like, okay, I am officially checked out of this franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. Again, I just, I, I just don't see. I mean, it may work, but you know, getting when I when I see teasers this past week for new properties like Naomi and even Superman and Lois, which are both coming back in January 11th. It, you know, I'm just sort of like, okay, do something new. I mean, even with Superman and Lois, they did something new. They did something different with that character. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it worked, but this, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, 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 like you said, I, I think we, maybe they, they listened to us and, and took us a, a bit to, they were like, well, they don't really talking about, so we're just gonna double down on more bat stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they're like quadrupling down on bat, but yeah. whatever. For all we know, Gotham Knights is gonna have some strange tie-in to um, the new show that's coming next month that we're gonna check out. Naomi, has I have I watched the teaser trailer? No, will I haven't. No, it was only like about. 45 seconds. I mean, it basically, it just expanded on the one from DC around DC fandom, but you know, basically reinforces that she, that Superman is, she's a big Superman fan. Yeah. And then she, you know, runs into it a mysterious energy force and she's learning her, how to use her, use her abilities and is set in high school. So I, I did start to think a little bit about Stargirl with this and yep. And and how well that show has turned out, even though it didn't start on the CW, it uh, the second season, even which was fully CW, I I felt did not miss a beat. And so and as it was obviously produced by Ava DuVernay, so hopefully that will keep the the formulaic CW dust off of it. Right. It's all going to depend on that villain like Mm -hmm. this season, this past season of Stargirl. I had some serious issues at, like with the first half. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the villain played a more active role and we had those those episodes starting with that one with Yolanda, 
it was like, okay, we just went from zero to like a two to a 10 intensity level, like yeah. a real threat, yeah. not a Wells. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just, I, I think that it's a good comparison you're making between Stargirl and Naomi. I do wonder though about the villain mm-hmm. um, because Stargirl too. Also, I was very skeptical going in that show. First season, great villain. Right. And, and we've noticed a trend like these shows can work really good and tell com- very compelling stories. The villain has to be there. Like yep. they're, they're very vital to these stories. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so, uh, you know, and I don't, I, mean, I will freely admit, I do not know much about the, the source material. So, um, you know, one of the, um, but there's another another title like that, uh, like Doom Patrol, where I'm like, hmm, no, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm gonna go check out the the comic. So, uh, so when I when I watch the live action version, I'll I'll have some you know some frame of reference here. Yeah, I I just like going into blind because then yeah. because I used to read a lot of books that were immediately mo- moved into changed into movies, adopted mm-hmm. into movies. Um, and, and then you're just sitting there thinking, oh, they didn't do that. Why right. aren't they doing this? What's this? Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a fine line because you yeah. want to know a little bit more to see some of the Easter eggs and just to understand some of the references, but you don't want to know too much because then you're constantly almost writing it yourself. But right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. It, 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 it is a balance, but yeah, I think it. You know, like, like for example, Hawkeye, uh, where I really went into that, that blind, you know, really, really my familiarity with that character is just like, oh, yeah, I've heard of him and I'm familiar with what I've seen in the MCU. But, uh, you know, what? whenever a show really works really well, it, it does, I'm like, oh, I may go check out the source material. And, you know, so I've been, been doing that a little bit. And, you know, same with, like, Doom Patrol. And I know they've taken – obviously with – any of these comic book properties, you know, with retcons and all and reboots and everything, you, you know, you just sort of like, okay, fine, let me know what the seminal work is for that particular IP, and then I'll go check that out, you know, instead yeah. of just some of the random random stuff. Yeah, yeah, the the one offs, the zombie yeah. version. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Um, the last bit of news is Slugfest, the Russo Brothers executive produced docuseries following the rivalry between comic book companies Marvel and DC is premiering on Roku on December 24th. Um, very interested to see clips of it posted on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think this is this is cool. I mean, yeah. it's, it's funny because we we're so inundated with the the shows and the movies and and we have this idea that there is this rivalry and everyone's like no there isn't but that idea can't comes from the actual rivalry that occurred between the comic book companies themselves so i like that um these two are exploring that um especially given their history with at least marvel um i think that's very cool and i think that's something that a lot of fans um are going to like it's a good christmas present 
It it is it is and uh, yeah, it's a ten part series that uh, as you, as you mentioned, it will be on Roku. Uh, Kevin Smith is is the narrator, so uh, so you know Kevin Smith fans yeah. will of, of course he is exactly exactly. So yeah, so uh, yeah, you're you're right. I mean, it really the history between these two companies and the rivalries and and all you know uh, the Easter eggs and and and, and behind the scenes stories that I'm sure we'll get in this docu series will will be well worth the time to watching it. So I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, I hope they I hope they watch the last dance like at least ten times before going moving yeah. forward with the project because that still is like my top favorite documentary series of all time. Like oh yeah yeah that's just a masterpiece. It it really is. And I'm not it, even a sports person. Yeah, <laughs> I was so engaged in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I was the same way. You know, it's one of those things that I, I, I need to do a rewatch of the of that that series because it was just it was just so well done. Yeah, I feel like I watched a few of those episodes at least five times because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so so overwhelmed with how it was constructed. It was so yeah. so well told, but yep. Um, had the soundtrack on my Spotify. I mean, it's just yeah, this this yeah, it was just so so well done. And you're right. Hopefully, Slugfest will be like like that as well for the comic book fans. Definitely, and then maybe they can get picked up by Netflix. I don't know, HBO Max. Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> oh, man, speaking about Disney Plus, let's talk about Hawkeye. Um, okay, I will say. And I kind of, you know, I've been I've been watching Hawkeye and I keep saying it's fine. It's mm-hmm. entertaining. I'm still not wowed. And I'm still not wowed. However, however, mm-hmm. for me, there is a clear difference between what Florence Pugh does with her character, her characterization of Elena mm-hmm. and what Haley is doing with her characterization of Kate. Yeah. Like. I still see Haley, but but Florence, it's like, no, 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 this is Natasha. And it's not just the accent, okay? No. It's just there's something with the mannerisms mm-hmm. and just her her like ability to naturally have chemistry with these characters. And I don't know, I just I really, I really liked her presence. I feel like she elevated Kate um Haley's performance more. Yeah. I know we're seeing that with whenever she's playing against Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a good episode. I have, I'm still not like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it, it seems I'm I'm I know I've said this in the past, it seems very paint by numbers right now. Like this whole Ronin thing. Mm-hmm. And then Yelena talking about how, like, do you really know him? He's done a lot of shit. And I'm like, girl, you're a black widow who yeah. was brainwashed. How many people did you kill? And also, you know your sister. She had this whole thing about a red ledger. So, like, you're, you're going to have this epiphany in, in the finale about how, oh, we are the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's it's so obvious to me. Yeah. And but it's also it's not it's not cringe obvious. It's more like okay, I see where this is going. Let me see if they're gonna surprise me though, with yeah. something unexpected. 
Um, so far they haven't, and I don't think they will. Um, but it's just like, uh, I wish it was a little bit more creative with some of the angles on these motivations, but Hey, it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think the surprise is the trend in line that we've seen with the, the Marvel shows on Disney plus is the penultimate is where they dropped the dropped the big boom. Mm-hmm. As far as like this ultimate, you know, the big surprise. This one obviously is it was King Kingpin, uh, but you know, and looking back at the other ones, uh, you know, it was where, for example, Sam got the new the new felt you know Captain America suit, and and you know, and so you know, I won't belabor that point. But I will. So here's, I agree with everything you said as far as being a very entertaining series, and I think. This series is, I think it's intentionally like this way, as far as, you know, it's not, it it's not, it's, it's a, I guess more grounded because we are dealing with, you know, basically very well-trained humans, but they're not superhumans. They don't have magic powers. It's, it's just, it seems to be a very, you know, there's no super serum or anything like that. Uh, because, but this see this series is, seems to be very grounded, very street level, and yeah. and and I'm okay with that. I actually like that change of pace after all what we've seen up to this point this year. So, so my one thing though is, is that is that I'm not complaining that this is grounded. Mm-hmm. Be. And and I feel like we said the same thing about Winter Soldier, despite the um, serum. I found some of the storylines and the character arcs that played out in both Winter Soldier, um, or Falcon and Winter Soldier, as well as um, WandaVision, even like like that. I think it was episode eight, the whole grieving thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that was like there was something about the the theme of what the character is going through those thematic that like the pathos that was more compelling i mean you take all of the powers away she's a person who lost her family her parents her brother her her lover like all of this grief and that's Mm -hmm. what it's about um and so right now like i don't you know me i don't need spectacle i hate all over the top yeah. But right now, the the motivations, I'm not finding them that compelling. I'm not like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. I mean, we brought we were talking a little bit about Lois and Clark er, earlier, or Lois and Superman, and the my favorite episode is when they talked about her miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Like that was such a grounded thing. So so I'm just yeah. I feel like a lot of what they're doing with Clint has so far been like paint by number. Like, mm. okay, we get it. We we've seen this. It's called it's called Black Widow. Okay. <laughs> 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 Next. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you feel because I because I you know as you were talking about the the grief and and those 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 moments of the characters finding something you know dealing with something within that is a as a pivotal pot point that 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 
turns the story. And you know, and this one, this episode was titled Ronan. And mm-hmm. and when you were when you, when you were talking about WandaVision, for example, and and her her loss, you know, I immediately thought about Clint, where he was at the site there in the city, right, where where the where the Avengers first assembled, mm-hmm. and 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 he took the you know he took out his his earpiece and he he he. Basically, his 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 talk and his speech, you know, basically apologizing again. I don't know if it's apologizing, but you know, but understand he was going to put the Ronin suit back on after all the things that happened after the blip and and him going out murdering all these people, right? And then begging, you know, and then thinking he had put that behind him. And then now it's it's back to the forefront again, and he's going to have to go put that suit on again to to deal with to deal with this latest thing, and and basically asking for his dead dead friend's absolution for for having you know to, to and forgiveness for going back and 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 reverting regressing I guess to 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 being their own end. So uh, you know, so I think they're. I think that was, I mean, and then maybe at this point we've seen this to your point, we've seen this so many times this year that it's starting to lose this. It's becoming formulaic. Well, it's just, I mean, I, I wasn't moved by that scene at all. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in a weird way, he's had so many conversations with his wife over the episodes. I'm surprised he didn't ask for absolution from her. Yeah. But they purposely did Natasha because you have Elena in this episode. Yeah, yeah. So, so to me, like I wasn't surprised when he went there and said that, and I wasn't surprised. Yeah, he put back on the suit. Like it was kind of maybe I would have liked that scene more had he actually killed my. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you're you're begging for absolution. You just put on a piece of clothing, okay? You're, you then then tried to explain to Maya what really happened. Why you couldn't have just gone there as Hawkeye, why you had to actually put on the mask. I don't I don't really get that because but, Well, I think he put on the ma- I think he put on the mask and stuff because I think it was really I, mean, I think tying because you know, when he talked when he talked to Laura, he realized that the big guy was was pulling the strings and he, and he started to put the pieces together. As far yeah. as what happened that night, yeah. And so he, so I think he, I think he, you know, Maya has been looking for the Ronin because she believes that he, that the Ronin was the person by, you know, that murdered her father, and and, right. and and not only did the person carried it out, but also was the brain trust behind it. So I think it was important for him, for for Clint to 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 go as the Ronin. And 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 show her, you know, help her see that actually it was Kazi as the number two guy that and and, and that was really behind this because you know you know since he was the number two guy he should have been at that meeting that night, right? And so I think so she I think he you know well, as it's really Clint, her uncle who's going to be behind it, right? Well, ultimately, yeah, ultimately, yeah, yeah, Kingpin is behind it. And- and like, and that's the thing that's bothering me is like the whole thing with Eleanor, the whole thing with Kingpin, 
it's all like it's it's not a secret like there's nothing about these reveals of and this whole oh i'm gonna take your grief and turn you into a weapon i i don't know there's just something about it where i'm like i feel like that's a bit cliche at this point i feel like i've seen it and it's not not necessarily anything i've seen in in these disney plus shows Mm-hmm. But it's just an angle in this genre that I, f- I feel like we've seen before. Yeah. Um, and it's just, there's nothing surprising. I mean, we were talking earlier, I brought up Stargirl and how that show is good because of the villains. Mm-hmm. I don't think this season of Hawkeye has a very compelling villain. Well, it does. I mean, well, no, I mean, it's, 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 it's I, I guess the villain. And I guess we get that reveal like with with Eleanor this this past episode that, that she was the one. All coming. We all saw it coming. We saw, I, I know. I went back and listened to our discussion last week because I was like, I think we talked about this, <laughs> and and we were we were we 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 didn't we didn't nail a hundred percent, but I think we we're about seventy five percent there as far as the. Even if we were seventy five percent seventy five percent there last week. Watching this episode, it was so freaking obvious. I hated the scene where they were were arrested the fiance. Like yeah. that was one of the most poorly acted scenes I've seen. <laughs> yeah, like, poor, it's just, just so poor bad. Jack, poor Jack the Patsy. And and and, and we yeah we and you know and, and clearly Eleanor and and Bishop Security was is tied to y- y- Elena not well Elena but also to to, to Val. So yeah, I mean, I, again, I get I get what you're saying. I mean, this, this series again is you're right. I mean, it's not it's 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 almost like a bridge series to sort of to to, to be the springboard for 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 other things. Yeah, I think you know, I I think um, last month when we're talking Eternals, um, oh. I articulated my feelings by summing it up and saying. I really like these characters. I wish they were in a different story. Mm-hmm. And I think that despite all of the tie-ins, there's just something about the story that these characters are in that I'm just not, it's not moving me. It's not making me excited or thrilled or overwhelmed. Granted, it's also following up my favorite series, um, Loki. So mm-hmm. yeah. really hard. Yeah, But yeah. it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I totally hear you. Um, but, you know, like I said, I think, you know, as, as I mentioned before, I think that last week's episode really got me like, oh, I can't wait to, to see what happens. Mm-hmm. The Obviously, obviously the, the finale with this episode this week, uh, that, that last minute. It, it, well, I'm just curious at this point, just curious to see. Will we actually get Kingpin or, or, or as I mentioned before, is this basically the bridge that will, will, will just be, you know, obviously we know Echo is going to be a spinoff, but we also know that Yelena is going to be a uh, future, in, in a future Black Widow and Kate's going to, you know, take Clint's role in, in phase four and five. So, you know, this is sort of that sort of another, changing of the guard in the MCU as we retire some of the legacy characters uh, from the first four phases and, and, and start to start to bring in their, their younger 
replacement. It's just like we like we yeah, and, and like you see in the comic books. I mean, this is what happens. And so yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, so I feel like this series really really feels like that. I will I, did, I will say from the beginning of the episode though, and um, one of the one of the things I don't know if we joked about and I've heard other people joke about was like you know so those folks who who blipped <laughs> and. If you ever heard, if I think this basically basically this episode confirms that, that if you were on an airplane when things blipped, uh, that death count was was still pretty high <laughs> even when people returned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. No, I liked that scene. I liked how they did that. Yeah. For a moment, I was like, did I click on the Black Widow movie? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? It's so cinematic, and then, and then it was such a different um, her disappearing and coming back than what we saw with that character on uh, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It was like a blink, um, a literal yeah. blip. But, yeah. but yeah, um, I really like that. That good call. The intro was good, um, and it, it'll all wrap up and conclude next week. Yeah. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Uh, All right. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the Flash because I know Will really wants to. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do. I just, I'm so done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. So let me let me think. Like, I'm sorry, everyone. Like, I want to be on board with The Flash. It's just not happening. They even threw in Arrow references. And all I can think is, why the heck is Mia Queen boxing in the middle of a four-way corridor? (laughs) Like, literally, like, doors all around. Like, I'm like, why do you guys have a gym right there? That's so weird. And did she set that up herself? Like, come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, really, guys, you don't have to. She doesn't have to be exactly like Oliver. I'm surprised they didn't put a salmon ladder in there. They should have. That's all yeah. that was missing. That was all that was missing. And, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. It's just it, they, they did that. And then, you know, just when I think that I, I, I can like ta- Tom Cavanaugh again, they put him in the suit. And for some reason, John Wesley Shipp, despite his age, he can rock the Flash outfit. Um, Tom Cavanaugh cannot rock that outfit anymore. There was something very weird about mm. seeing him in that suit. <laughs> Do you, 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 it, what, what, you think it would have been better if they had stuck with the original reverse Flash suit? instead Maybe. of the, yeah. I don't know. It was just... So cringe for me. I was just watching it, like yeah. the whole scene in the police station, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. he looks so freaking old. Yeah, in suit, and it looks like it doesn't fit, and it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like somebody said, "Tom, you're gonna come to work today, and for Halloween, this is what you're wearing." Mm-hmm. And they didn't off, like off the rack instead of a custom. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah. weird to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Well, I, I don't. So I have weird. I have a weird thing about this episode. This the, the part five. Mm-hmm. Um, because on the, it felt like a protracted epilogue. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, 
you know, because because going between you know last week's and this mm-hmm. week's, I, you know, no, it, it was just like okay, I definitely liked episode four better, uh-huh. uh, even with even with this even with this logical faults and flaws. Uh-huh. This one had this one had moments. I do, you know, it, one of the. I mean, just get the as far as the positives out. Um, even though it was very cartoonish and stuff, I, I did like I did like the fight scenes between Flash and, and Despero. Uh, just seeing the the full the full capabilities of of Barry that that I think we saw some of that in episode two, part two of of Armageddon. So you know there was that piece. Uh, I, I did like the banter between Caitlin and and Thawne. because uh, because poor Kate, I feel like Caitlin has re- really taken a backseat. You know they really focus more on Frost than than Caitlin at this point as far as Daniel Panabaker's characters. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just felt like. Just seeing that genuine anger and disgust, everything that that she had towards towards Thawne, I thought were were very positive. A good thing with the episode, uh, and again and all, and again, Damian Dark. I think they did a, a him coming into the story. Thought that was a good sort of out of left field, but given how fast and loose they play with time and everything on this show now, it's it's completely consistent with that. So. Those those were the positive things that that I thought about the episode, but I just like I said, I felt like it was a very protracted epilogue, and I felt that they if you're going to bring in Mia Queen, I just I mean the whole time I was watching it, I was just like this is just a waste of of, of that character. Well, I mean they expected her to have her own TV show by now. True. <laughs> like that's yeah. all I think about was was like he even used um footage from <laughs> yeah from the backdoor pilot yeah yeah so they they clearly were trying to also pay that off and they kind of set it up for more i don't really get what they're going with that um the the one okay i'm gonna skip right to the end yeah. and just say the one thing I liked, I did not like the moral dilemma issue. Like, should no. we kill or kill Thon or save Thon? I was like, okay, stupid. Yeah. Um, but I did find it interesting, and I did like this idea. We, and I kind of knew they were going to do this. Like, we take away his powers, which yeah. is basically killing him. Yeah. And and you know, Will, you talk a lot of comics to me, and you'd be surprised. I do retain something. <laughs> I think that this is probably this version of Thon what has led him to hate Barry. Mm-hmm. So, so in a way, they did create the reverse flashpoint. They yep. like this yep. idea, like, no, this moment forward, yep. that's why he's after you. Like, you didn't fix anything. This nope. was the starting, not the end, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, to to the extent that I just wish that would have popped more. Yeah. And it, they would have like like done something to like really make that stand out to the viewers. Yeah. When they kind of just brushed it aside and was like, oh, hmm. Damien appears at the beginning and then at the end and hands a stone. Yeah. 
they, you know, honestly, Sarah, they, you, you, you nailed it. And, and I, I made, cause I was thinking about that whole moral dilemma and yeah. they squand, Yeah. And they, they just did the usual beats mm-hmm. with it. And, you know, I had two, two things. One, you're, you're, I love your, your point there because that's what I was thinking as I was watching. I was like, you, you, you didn't solve the problem. You just created the, like, as you just said, you beautifully laid it out, what, what they just did and creating their own reverse flashpoint there. Yeah. And, and creating, creating why he is, why he hates Barry so much. And yes, you know, he repeats the story. And then I was, I was uh, tweeting with one of our, one of our listeners last couple of days, trying to think back the speeches from earlier seasons. And I thought at first I, I got my, it was actually the the second season where he told Thawne told Barry a, a variation of the the reason of the story that he did in this episode, uh, mm-hmm. as far as why he he hated him so much. But you're right. I mean, I think all those things together, and then taking his powers away, which if I were, which you know, again, speaking of as I mentioned earlier, comics retcon and reboot things all the time, and that was one of the things actually that did happen in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that, um, cutting his thong off from the negative speed force, that is, that makes, makes even, yeah. Cause he's like, you, you made my life, you, you know, now I'm in hell. I mean, that was the thing. And they should have put that in the middle of the episode because then instead of this Namby Pamby and Joe, like doing his thing. And I, I was just like, no, no, it's like, this has been done in other places and so much better. It was just, yeah, it's, I just am so tired of, I don't know, like, like you said, this has been done in other places in the same show. In the same show, yes. I mean, but they really should have, yeah, and another missed opportunity they, they, they had, they could have, like, really dug deeper into what obligation do we have to save someone who created their own their own fate. Right. I mean, it'd been different if, and I know they tried to like construct it, that Thawne showed up at Central City Police and in front of everybody, and it, you know, Flash, you have to save me. And if you don't, you're, you're, you're evil. But I, I just, I don't know. But that again, didn't seem, that could easily be explained away by the Flash to be like, look, I didn't do anything wrong. This fool like was the one who created his own. He, he created his own destiny here, and you know if he disappears, you know that's on him. It's not like Barry. It's not like you know their arguments would have made sense if Barry were was the one who had like gone out, changed the timeline again, and in doing so, what I mean, it, in doing so, create a situation that if. That that Barry created, then yes, then it would have been Barry's fault and Barry's responsibility for murdering Thawne, but but not the way they had structured it in this story. So, I think our I think your point is is much would have been a much more compelling episode and much more logically consistent with why he hates Barry so much. Yeah, I I think overall this this whole event. Um, they started with Desperos, right? Mm-hmm. Which then bled over into this Thawne thing. Yeah. Which led to last week's episode, which was all Thawne. 
Mm-hmm. And then this week's episode, which was a mix. Yeah. And unfortunately, the Despero's thing didn't work with me from the beginning. And it got really cheesy when he went okay. on. I'm the hero of this earth. I'm the yeah. <laughs> It became the villain of the week. Like, like you, 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 a good villain doesn't say, oh, I'm the hero of the story. Because we always say that. We say the, the best villains, they think they are the hero. Right. Yeah. This guy literally says it. And I was like, nope, nope. Bad writing, bad writing, bad yep. freaking writing. Yep. You, yep. Why would you have him say that? Like, that is so stupid. Yeah. It's like, so cliche. It was. Um, but but you you move you you try to end both story line, lines, story arcs, um, which which reduces each one that could have like they had potential to really be compelling overall arcs, and unfortunately, by mixing them together and getting in this weird epilogue thing, you just. You, you you ran out of time to really explore the nuances here. Mm-hmm. Totally. Either one. And especially, and I think it's more detrimental with the Thawne because we've seen Thawne for seasons. Yeah. And, and we kind of need this bookend. And this would have been a really good bookend for that. And I think that's what they were trying to do. But unfortunately for me, the execution just wasn't there overall because you you had all this other stuff going on and it it became over convoluted yeah yeah it it did it did and yeah and so with with that and then yeah and then with the whole dark damien dark and 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 his nora um storyline i mean i was trying to figure out like okay now what does this mean for the overall and then and then Damien giving Joe the the time stone, mm-hmm. and 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 looking and looking ahead to the teasers that we that we that we got at the end of the episode with, um, at Nora West, Allen and 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 Bart, coming back to 2014, and so of course you know again now we we see basically that you know Eddie coming back and and Ronnie coming back is just basically them altering the time you know, timeline once again so i wonder so I, I guess i guess damien giving joe that and saying you, you you'll you have this when you need it it will basically set things right for you know basically those two people you know going back to non-existence again you know because they, they that they sh- you know, that they shouldn't or maybe ronnie will stick around and um you know, because you know they did have that line earlier in the season with Caitlin. That, I guess the very first episode of the season with when Barry and, and Caitlin were sitting in jitters, mm-hmm. uh, and she was sort of talking about moving on and stuff. So, you know, so clearly that was a setup for 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 Ronnie coming back and her dealing with with that and possibly losing him again. Um, Which is so weird because yeah. it's been seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's been seasons. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so weird that you're gonna bring back Ronnie now. Like he, she hasn't said a word about him in seasons, like right. three or yep. four seasons, and yep. now all of a sudden it's gonna be this big arc. Right. There's oh. that. Yeah. And then and, and the same with and same with Eddie because I mean Iris has moved on. I mean she's she's married to Barry now, and and so other you know, unless this, I guess restore basically. 
bringing Eddie back since he, you know, Eddie basically killed himself to to end the Fawn line. I guess this is probably part of their convoluted way of like helping to reestablish Thawne in, in later centuries so that, you know, to, to your, to, to your earlier point, this is, he will, well, I mean, he, he will remember, he will. So yeah, he can yeah. have kids. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. About well. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, but the, to the point, I guess in story, this is how, to, to your point, why Thawne, why Eobard later, you know, we'll remember this moment centuries later and be and, and Barry taking his powers away. And you know, it's the whole causality, causality loop, I guess, uh, with having Eddie back, uh, to, to sow a seed <laughs> and have keep the family line going. You're just digging that hole. I, I'm just gonna continue, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. I yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, that's, that that seems the only reason why they would have it bring any Eddie back. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I honestly why? forgot he was coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about the teaser that they had at the end of the episode this week. So, but we'll see. Yeah, what I saw that teaser. Yeah. And and then I and then I've moved on with my life, and yeah. I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll understand more hopefully in March. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll get more angry in March. We'll see. <laughs> the show has has its ups and its downs. It um, yeah, it definitely. I will. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has its ups and downs. It's definitely compared to where it has been. It's definitely better, but it still still has a lot of problems, which we which we identified this evening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. Can't wait to... Can can't, yeah, I was going to say, can't wait to talk Spider-Man with you. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, you never add things like that. I know. I, I, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm super hyped to see that this film this weekend. Yeah, he's super hyped. He's going to see it two days before me and probably spoil it for me. Nope, I will be good. I <laughs> I, would, I would never do that to you. You know that. You have done that so many times. <laughs> no, I haven't. I just said it was it good was or bad. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can find me on Twitter at SJBelmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.cenanerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. Bye.